Tales of the Free Cities, Season 2, The Free Cities Draft. Episode 5, A Devil Walks Behind You. Amber didn't know what to do after they'd found him. Her heart was in turmoil, ruling her head entirely. The urge to be with Lane in his time of need was impossibly desperate. He occupied her every waking thought and cold dread ran down her spine at the possibility of losing him. Yet, a more powerful fright had taken root. She'd seen his true form, past the glamour she'd unknowingly fallen into. The achingly handsome lad, with the unassuming drawl and bewitching eyes, had faded away, replaced. Replaced by a broken shell, a ghoul wearing human skin and a matted clump of hair. She fought back fresh tears, remembering him as he had been. Lane was no longer the man she'd fallen in love with. Not any more. He might never be again. The others in the room went silent as Amber entered, all eyes on her. She had tried to brace herself, but despite her resolve, she paled at the sight of him sprawled out on the divan. She stared her mind unable to accept that he was gone. He was ashen and gaunt, eyes sunken back into his skull, and his limbs lay limp and lifeless. Worst of all was the scent which surrounded him, death's foreboding presence hanging heavy in the air. Then she saw his chest rise and fall, witness to shallow and barely perceptible breaths through lips turned blue. He wasn't going to die. Letting out a strangled cry, she turned and bolted from the room. She wasn't brave enough to face this lane. It was far easier to flee. Edge followed her back to their room and sat next to her when Amber crawled into her cot and turned away, burying her face in the blanket. The older girl rubbed her shoulders, her voice soft and as reassuring as could be. Amber's muscles twitched at the contact but she closed her eyes and willed herself to calm enough that she might escape in sleep. Slumber provided no respite, though. What sleep eventually came was restless and fitful, and finally, in the last moments before dawn, she came to a resolution. She had to leave. She'd already seen so much of her life slip away, all beyond her control. Choosing to turn her back on the draft was drastic, she knew, but it at least afforded her some slim measure of control. If she left now, she'd never have to confront the trauma of it all falling apart. And so Amber stole out of the academy at the break of dawn, careful not to disturb Edge, who had fallen asleep fully clothed in the straight-back chair in the corner. Looking at her roommate from the doorway, Amber hesitated, filled with an odd sense of doubt and regret. No. She didn't have nearly enough strength to argue. It was better to make a clean break of it. She softly pulled the door closed and left. Hours later, Amber found herself alone in the city once again, dazed and with a hollow feeling taking root in her stomach. She felt panic rising with each step. What if someone recognised her? Flooded with shame at the thought, she quickly pulled her hood up to hide her face. She had no recollection of deciding to come here. Why had she? The comfort of the familiar, maybe. All day she numbly walked through the dirty city, 
letting the chaos of sounds and motion wash over her, until the world turned to umber under a setting sun. Eventually night fell. Amber barely noticed until she nearly tripped over a lamplighter's long pole, end trailing in her path. She glared after the girl, and then stopped where she was, taking note of her surroundings for the first time. She immediately saw her feet had led her to the brewer's quarter. The uneven buildings with their crumbling brickwork were as distinctive as the stacks of empty barrels outside. The lamplighter moved away in her duties, leaving Amber alone with only a lonely wind for company. Strange. Brewers were a social breed. Even with industry done for the day, she'd have expected the streets to be busy with her kin, tripping over each other as they told raucous stories or shared an early evening brew. Instead, her footsteps echoed over the stone pavement unanswered. In the distance, she could see the silhouette of the drunken seamstress. It seemed haunting and crooked, unadorned by the light she'd expected to see blazing out from behind the windows. Amber felt a chill move down her spine. Something was wrong. She couldn't imagine how the brewer's quarter had come to be so devoid of life. Ignoring an inner voice screaming for her to leave the eerie scene, she took a step closer, followed by another, and another. Her movement lent motion to the shadows, and the echo of her footsteps in the empty streets turned into the sound of pursuers in her mind. Head turning like a corkscrew, and skin breaking out in a nervous sweat, Amber felt like kicking herself for acting like a scared child. She forced herself onwards. Hidden safely from sight in an alley, Amber stared at the drunken seamstress in morbid fascination. The proud building had become a burnt-out ruin, gutted and turned to charcoal black by flames. Seeing it dashed any hope of restitution she'd secretly harboured. Reduced to a skeleton of splintered wood, this place had ceased to be a home, not only for Amber, but now for all of the brewers. It was symbolic of a spectacular fall from grace. The blaze had taken place recently, judging by the layer of ash still coating the surrounding buildings, yet to be cast away by the wind. Suddenly Amber's fear returned. Clearly the Brewers' Guild no longer ruled these streets. She didn't see a single one of her old teammates standing vigil over the hallowed ground. They could have all been inside, charred victims of a gang war which had escalated far beyond anything she'd ever known. Amber quickly turned back. Even as the thought occurred to her, she refused to believe it. It couldn't be true. It just couldn't. In hurried steps, more like a run, she took the cobblestone path down to the old waterway road that ran parallel to the river. The bright lights and gurgling water were a balm for the horror she'd just contemplated, banishing the grim thoughts her mind had conjured up. As she calmed herself, that sentiment was replaced by something hideously fatalistic. One she'd been fighting for the last few weeks, even as it hid behind a thin veneer of companionship with her peers. She didn't mean anything to them. Not to the brewers, not anyone, but not to the rookies either. They all pretended to be allies, but in truth they were rivals, competing for the same places on the teams. Cammy was desperate to join the Masons by now, but so was Champ, and Edge was no less keen. All of them were out to impress, to be the star. Her leaving had just reduced the pool by one, giving them one less threat to deal with. None of them would shed a tear. 
She was broken from her thoughts by the stumble of uncertain footsteps. Boots scraping over the hard stone. A muttered voice slurring and indistinct convinced Amber it wasn't just her imagination. A moment later, Shank rounded a corner up ahead. His stagger is telling a sign of his drunkenness as the bottle in his hand. He didn't see her for a moment, and Amber held her breath, hoping to sneak away and avoid confrontation. Then his head swung in her direction. Who's that? Don't hide in the shadows from me. Any threat in his words was broken by a loud hiccup which followed them. He walked closer to her, and with a pronounced swagger. Oh, he's a pretty lass. Was a young slip like you doing all this light? Amber didn't answer, too busy measuring him up instead. She knew Shank was a dangerous fighter, but he was also drunk as hell. If he made a move for her, she could very likely outrun him in the least. The butcher came closer. Wait, I know your face. You're one of the runs from the draft. Yeah, that's right. Humbly or something. He smirked at her. I'd heard you're a drunk. Makes sense you come home. I remember the others talking about you. You did not make much impression with us. Although the news of a guild passing her by in the draft should have been crushing, Amber almost breathed a sigh of relief. She couldn't imagine a worse fate than being forced to sign up with the Butcher's Guild. Cause <laughs> I'm one to talk. Don't think I'm making any friends now either. If I had, the bastards wouldn't have lumbered me in with the cooks and packed me off to this shit hole. If I have to listen to that loud mouth ass spout one more time, I will cut him a new spleen. You'll see if I don't. Shank reached for a knife tucked into his belt, about to pull it free. Amber stepped back in alarm, her pulse quickening until the blade slipped through his clumsy fingers and fell to the ground with a clatter. He offered her a sheepish grin. Another thing first, though, eh? With my new friend, Amberly. I think you've had enough. This close she could see how red his cheeks had turned and smell the stale beer on his breath. Her words were an understatement. Maybe, girl. Maybe. You want me to tell you something? Amber didn't, but doubted there was any way she could stop him regardless. Back when me and Master Butcher were on good terms, he told me that every man has a devil walking behind. Don't matter what you do, you'll ne'er shake it off either. You will live like saint, and blasted thing will still be there, whispering in your ear. Best you can do is try not to listen. Shank held up his bottle proudly. Me? But I beat mine. I beat him. Get pissed with him, don't I? That's the secret, girl. Devil is only devil if you let it be one. It can't win if you're best friends. It was all she could do not to roll her eyes. Drunk men seldom made much sense. She realised her disinterest must have snuck onto her face regardless, as she saw Shank's grin slip away. Oh ho ho! Too high and mighty to listen to the likes of me, are you? 
Pah! You shouldn't be, girl. Take a long, hard look at yourself. From where I'm standing, I don't see anything special. Where are all the other ones, eh? You're just a lost little girl, wandering the streets all alone. The butcher emptied his bottle with one last swig, before lobbing it high into the air and sending it sailing into the river. You listen to the people all around you as much as you want, but here is the truth. Promises mean nothing. I was promised I'd be butcher. You were promised you'd be brewer. Look at us both now. He spat his words in disgust onto the ground. The devil is the only one worth listening to. (laughs) Without further ceremony, he resumed his passage along the riverfront, doubtless in search of another bottle. Alone once more, Amber considered Shank's words. Her eyes caught her distorted reflection in the water below. She nearly didn't recognise the young woman staring back. All of her life she'd grown up knowing what she would be, and that wasn't someone who abandoned her friends or ran away from her problems. Yet the truth was inescapable. In her moment of weakness, she'd betrayed herself. Let alone the others who had been so welcoming. Or lame. She had no idea where he'd fit into all of this. Beyond the knowledge she'd allowed her heart to rule her head, Lane might be a weakness she could ill afford, but she owed him her friendship and loyalty at very least, no matter how hard it might be to offer. Promises aren't worth anything. She repeated the sentiment from earlier and knew what had to follow. Despite appearances and her fondest hopes, she was in competition and each of her friends was a rival. If she wanted to succeed, she'd have to make that happen through her own efforts. It was a daunting realisation. At once she realised the terrible sense of isolation pervading Lane had somehow grown inside of her too. Insidious and unnoticeable, she hadn't seen it until now. But the moment she had, it became shackles around her ankles and a burden which might never be thrown off. The same as Shank's devil. But at least she knew where to start. Doing her best to straighten her back and hold her head high, Amber began the long journey back to the academy. The sun was rising from behind the tree line, birdsong breaking out from within the foliage by the time Amber walked back through the academy gates. Gaffer waited, leaning nonchalantly against the stained grey stone. Glad you decided to come back, kid. Another hour and even I'd have given up on you. Amber offered him a weary smile. He looked every bit as tired as she was, with pronounced wrinkles running from the edges of his eyes like hairline fractures in his skin. Listen, I I needed... He broke her off with a raised hand before she could continue, kindly expression on his face. Nah, nah, you don't have to worry about all that. With Lena, we were one down anyways. His eyes found hers. He's going to pull through. Don't worry. The worst of it passed last night. Went through hell puking it all out, but at least by then his heart was beating stronger. She shifted uneasily, and he abruptly changed subject. Anyways, you not being here did the rest of us a favour, kid. Otherwise we'd have had to draw straws. He leaned forward, voice turned conspiratorial. Can you imagine the fallout if Champ had been left on the bench? She managed the barest hint of a chuckle. <laughs> did any of them say anything? 
Not that my ears heard. Your absence was noted. But we're all far too busy with our own ball nowadays. Besides, I think everyone understands that sometimes people need time out to work through things. Thank you, Gaffer. I mean it. He brushed her gratitude off. No need. If any of the others give you any shit, you come tell me and I'll soon put them straight. Even Edge? He laughed. (laughs) Even Edge. Although I doubt you'll have a problem there. She puts up a front, but she's fiercely loyal. Especially to you. I know. She's she's not all bite. Amber had a thought. You've been here longer than I, Gaffer. Has anyone ever dared to ask her about her past or worked out why she's so secretive? Gaffer made a show of scratching his chin. Never. In my experience, women around her age like the excitement of some big mystery or drama, though. Perhaps one day she'll tell us. But that time hasn't come yet. Amber felt a flash of ire and raised an eyebrow at his comment. He caught it and grinned. I know what you're thinking, kid, but you're a fine one to talk. She opened her mouth to bite back before remembering how her flight must have seemed, especially coupled with the unabashed infatuation she once held for Lane. Her exasperation broke upon the rocks of his sympathetic smile. He really did mean well, even if he had no idea of her inner turmoil over the last weeks. There was a pause, and then Gaffer gestured to the world beyond the gates. Left all that baggage somewhere out there? He offered her a pointed stare. There isn't space for it here. Not anymore. You walk back in, and I need to know you're completely committed. You have doubts, they stay here, or you can turn back around. Amber looked away, sifting through the events of the past day. She thought about the drunken seamstress, now a monument to a life forever denied her, and what its destruction might mean for the kin she was now even more isolated from. She recalled Shank, standing under the light, pissed as a skunk and as far removed from the aspirational figure she'd once believed every player in the big leagues to be. She thought about how she'd run out on lane, and the rest, like a coward. She didn't want to be a drunk, or a coward. She wanted to be the woman she felt growing inside, nurtured by the game and friendship among equals. She wouldn't achieve that by running or dwelling on her doubts. The only way was forward. She nodded. I'm all in. Just you try and stop me. Good. Can't tell you how relieved I am to hear that, kid. A gong sounded in the distance. Ah, that's breakfast. Come on, let's go. After hours spent waiting around these bloody gates, I'm famished. His brow creased. I need to get in there before Flea gives half the food away to some stinking mutties found. Amber laughed and linking arms with him started the final walk back towards the academy. Somewhere inside was Lane. That could wait. She had a future to rest back under control first. The meeting she was dreading could be put off for another day. Before she confronted that weakness, she needed to be sure she could defeat it once and for all. The Free Cities draft was written by Sherwin Matthews and is the sole property of Steamforge Games Limited. It is reproduced here with their kind permission and their continued support.